Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 28, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your very stressed out and tired host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Miss Mimi. Tell me, Jazzy, why are you tired and stressed out? Because I'm moving, and it sucks. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> it's awful. The I mean, do you at least have people helping you? I do. I oh, do. Well, that's what God said. Yes. <laughs> I've got... A crew, I've got everything all planned out, but the truck is coming in three days. And I'm, you know, understandably stressed out because I still have just a little bit packing to do. I finished painting all my furniture, so that's good. But it's it's just very, very draining. And that's also why I haven't been uh, online very much because that's what I've been doing. And that's also why uh, this month's commissions are coming at the end of the month and not in the middle because I've had a lot of shit going on but it'll all be over soon and that is good. How are you doing? Um I'm okay. A little better today. Was concerned yesterday because I was sporting a pretty rough cough. Mm. I don't know where it came from but it's gone so I think I'm okay. Good. Good. Wasn't That's the right scary. kind of cough for COVID anyway. Like it was, it wasn't right. But anyway, like it was just really weird. It was like you can't even get sick sick anymore. You're, you're, you're if you get sick, it's automatically COVID. Like if like I can't just have the regular flu. Right. <laughs> like I can't I can't get food poisoning and not like, be accused of having COVID. <laughs> Side note, y'all number two is what you just. Gosh. I mean, Gosh. like honestly, I think like. You know, I'm just going through the motions with everything, and um, I, I hurt my ear this morning, so I'm really, like, kind of PO'd about that. Um, oh, no. I don't know what happened. I woke up. Everything was fine. I did my workout. Everything was, well, okay, it wasn't fine. It sucked. Um, it, it, I'm sore. <laughs> um mm. Then I went and had my, you know, post-workout shower and I was washing my hair and I felt like on, you know, like if you follow the very outer, like, rim of your ear, mm-hmm. just on the inside of that very first fold, something was like really, really hurting on my ear. And I'm like, what the hell is going oh, no. on? So like, I'm, I'm, you know, feeling around to see if maybe I got bit by something. There's no bumps. There's no anything. And I took a look best I could in the mirror. Couldn't see anything. So I'm like, you know what? I probably got scratched. My cat might have scratched me. My cat has this awful, awful habit of, like, coming up into the bedroom at, like, 5 a.m. and just screaming in my face until I wake up. Sounds right. Um, So it's possible that maybe, like, she tapped me on the face or something and caught my ear, or I scratched it or something. But, you know, to test if there was broken skin or a scratch or something, I went and sanitized it, because that's what you do if you you want to make sure it's clean. Well... You know what? It was a good idea, but it 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 was not fun. It hurt oh, a no. lot. It's, oh no! You know, alcohol plus wounds—not not a good time. It's it sucked. Um, 
But yeah, so my ear hurts, but that's about it. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, the only time there's been a good instance of alcohol plus a wound is when I was playing Nurse Jazzy to... I feel like I've talked about this on the show before. But yep. uh, Ch Chloe got a boo-boo and needed first aid, so I was pouring vodka on her wounds and shirtless. And that was, like... It was the first time that, like, some of them had, like... Because they had met me at Capcom, but that was, like, the first time they had, like, met me as, like, fellow humans. So I was just like, this is really awkward. But I'm glad that I'm here in this moment. <laughs> so that was fun. So, let's get into the show. Um, Jazzy, did you know we have a Patreon? I did know that we had a Patreon. Thank you for asking. I should One. hope so. <laughs> so, this week, everyone sent in their shoutouts, except for one. And it's like, oh, we almost had, we you almost go like had that a full and get house. me so like, like, fuck yeah, everybody sent in their shoutouts, except for one. God. Why? Why you, why you gotta, like, hype me up like that? Okay. So, we're going to get through... Patreon. Oh my god, I'm so fatigued. I'm so sorry. We're going to the Patreon. I know. I do need a bedtime. Because last night I was I was having like a rare moment of respite and I was if you've been on the Dear Jesse uh, server at all uh, I've been going hard on Warhammer lately so I was doing some painting last night and I lost track of time. So that was a thing. Anyway, Patreon. In the $15 Sinner tier, which gets you one uh, porn commission slot per month in addition to everything else, Daddy Gray writes, My little mud puppy is moving into, for, into her forever home this weekend. Oh, He sent that, and I like started tearing up, and I was just like, I have to do this show. <laughs> I was just like unable to handle it. Uh, Princess Sarah needs to send in her shout-out. Imp writes, I'm tired and need a nap. Wish me luck in college. Mood. Wrath writes, shameless reminder, we still have a GoFundMe that needs donations. Info in the Dear Jazzy Discord is available. Not saying anything more on that one. And then Kaneko writes, Jazzy Pup and Miss Mimi are the most super fluffin' nicest people. Language, young lady. In the ten dollar uh, fetishist tier, which gets you everything except for the commission slot, but does get you a porn video that I make every month, in addition to some nudes and other fun stuff. Annie writes, "You and what you do are awesome, and that is wholesome." And then Brio writes, "I'm, I'm going to blast through this." Jojo turned out to bottles or pinkies, the wires are virtual as pinkies. In the $5 kinkster tier, Casa, <laughs> Christian, Cloud Puddles, Juicebox, and Phil258. And then the $1 tier, we have Jamie, Melbent, and Raystar. So thank you everyone for pledging to the Patreon. It really is a huge, 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 huge help uh, to the production of the show. And uh, fun fact, I was talking to my parents. I, I, am, I have a really good relationship with them. I hang out with them a lot. I was over at their place yesterday, and they're asking how the show was going, and, like, they're checking in on, like, my financials, and I'm just like, you know, I'm projecting that maybe we'll hit 300 by Christmas, and they're like, oh my god, that's so great! I'm like, yeah, it would be great, because I would love to, like, 
make this a job job instead of like a like a side job but it's quickly approaching that goal and i'm really really friggin excited so thank you all so much for your donations uh miss mimi we have some questions that's what we do on this show we do i side note i was totally anticipating getting to make a bond pun at you just now but then you missed it by calling it a side job instead of an odd job but you know <laughs> That's what fair. can i say i can't not do pun okay so we have questions <laughs> yes you know it's funny because i actually had um all my tabs got refreshed on my phone so i lost it i'm super bummed about it but in my uh notes here i had um i had a uh entry called uh parent jokes and on my phone, I had, like, a whole list of these crazy uh, good, like, awful parent jokes. I'm <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Mimi's going to love these. We're going to do this on the show. And then they got... So, if I find them again, I'll put them in the server. I'm excited. Yes. Actually, you know what? I'm super happy about it, too. Um, uh, mentioning Bond, I know that... Um, Daniel Craig's last Bond movie should be coming out probably next year sometime. But mm -hmm. there's been a lot of hype around the internet, like like leaning towards the next Bond potentially being Idris Elba, which is like super, super legit. Yeah. Um, not only because it'll be the first time ever um, that they've had um, a person of color, you know, going into the Bond role, but also Idris Elba's like pretty <laughs> great. Like yeah. He's like... He's peak for that role. Like, he would do such a good job. Oh, for sure. So I'm super excited. I really hope that he gets that role. Um, but yeah, so... Similarly, uh, Warhammer 40k just released art of Black Space Marines. which Sweet. Which is awesome, because since the 80s, there has, there has been just scant reference to... Uh, Space Marines being anything other than white. And Games Workshop was like, boom, here's a black Space Marine. And then the entire like collective of 4chan collectively went, actually? And it was just so great. It made me so happy. I love it. Gotta love it. You love, you, you love <laughs> to see it. That's what I was trying to say. We have questions. That's what we do on this show. <laughs> Well, Lizzie has a question for you, pronouns they, them. Dear Jazzy, how high can you count? And what will you do when you run out of numbers for your next episode? <laughs> well, we are far past the point in the show where I, I, I've run out of fingers and toes to count the episode number on. So I have no idea what we're going to do. We're going to start counting off by colors. I, I mean, alphabet. Shut. <laughs> oh, no. Proof that Jazzy is, in fact, a child. That's true. I'm so... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. So that is exactly how tired I am and just how frazzled I am with life. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dear Jazzy, please come to the castle. I have baked a cake for you. Yours truly, Princess Toadstool, Jamie, pronouns she, her. And then There's PS. a PS there, but I don't know what that is. Uh, the postscript. You read that too. Oh no, that's the PS to that question. 
Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, also, thank you, Princess Toadstool. P.S. Dear Maple Mom of the North and Jazz Crew, will you sing Ness and Dorma? Do so, it! Do uh, it! This goes back to, like, finding a really old video of me singing this, and I was talking about it a little while ago, but, like... Uh, okay, sure. Do it, I'm do gonna it. do just an excerpt, because I will make you suffer. <laughs> I, uh, uh doubt. <laughs> you can suffer and not have the whole thing. You can wish for the rest of it. Do it. Hey, okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Nesundorma, Nesundorma, tu puria principessa nella tua freda stanza, guardi la stelle che tremano d'amore e di speranza. Ma il mio mistero è chiuso in me, il nome mio nessun saprà, no, no, sulla tua bocca lo dirò quando la luce splenderà. There you go, have an excerpt. Yay! I, I start clapping way too eyes. early. I can still hit some of those notes. Holy shit. That was really impressive. That was really <laughs> fucking impressive. Whew, it's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, we are no longer a sex and fetish show. We are now a music podcast. Oh. Just as we were previously a cooking show. We are all the things. We yes. are all the things. We are the best show, which is why you should totally pledge to our Patreon if you haven't already. Wait. Maybe if you maybe if you reach like a certain number of like pledges, I'll sing the other half of that. <gasps> yes, there we go. There's an incentive. Granted, like my head might explode from how high some of those notes are gonna be, but that's <laughs> <laughs> I can't be without a co-host. Let's do the <laughs> next one. Dear Jazz Papasaurus and the Fantabulous Miss Mimi. When it comes to perverting more intense kinks with age play and such, what do you think is the cutest combination? And what's the easiest or hardest to blend? Co the Ice Age Princess. Pronouns, she, her. Well, Ooh. this is a good one. I always thought that BDSM and age play are like peanut butter and jelly. They just go together so well, pun not intended, with PB&J. Uh, just because they're... Um, if you're listening to this show, you're probably of a generation who was raised by parents who believed that uh, corporal punishment was a thing and believed that spanking and hitting children was good. Mm. <laughs> uh, no matter what science tells parents, and absolutely you shouldn't be... You, you should not be hitting your kids... You really shouldn't be. But a lot of us went through that, so a lot of us have the context of, oh, yeah, spanking, hot, and all that good shit. So to me, it's, it's always been a very short gap to leap between um, 
age play and like BDSM in the regards of like getting spanked or paddled or if or even doing like an like more intense BDSM while having it within the context of age play is really 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 fun like uh we've done rope stuff mixed with age play we've done wax play mixed with age play wax is actually really fun in that obviously slime obviously we've done pool toys um but i feel like bdsm is just such a cop-out answer uh what do you think um well i think the thing that is important to remember is that while it is not categorized as if you will as the quote old school bdsm right Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some there's some you know some validity to 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 say that there is some distance between age play and what you would call like old school BDSM, which mm-hmm. is fair. But the thing that a lot of people forget, and the thing that we often glance over, is that you know age play. Um, and CGL relationships are just as much BDSM as any other kinks within the sphere of BDSM, right? And there's really... I don't like saying there's no wrong way to do BDSM, and it's, it's, it's true insofar there's no wrong way to do it as long as you, you know, don't be a creep and like mind yeah. consent and do all the right things. Like if you're doing all the good safety things and the good consent things, then no, you can you can absolutely develop and and kind of mold your BDSM experience and your relationships any way you want them to be. In that facet, there is no wrong way, but like there is certainly a wrong way to do BDSM if you're doing things like ignoring consent, breaking boundaries, not doing safety things, that kind of stuff, but I think that kind of applies in this situation because if you think about it, you can take literally any kink, pretty much, and mix it with age play because it's all about just how you want to do it and like the mindset that you're in and just kind of like the, the, the spin you want to take it, right? Like, yeah, I would say it's almost like. It's less of blending age play into it and more of like looking at a fetish through the lens of age play, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between taking the age play lens and say looking at rope or uh, shibari or suspension or wax, just to name a few, or impact? Right. And then looking at that through the lens of like dom sub master slave any of that kind of stuff and looking at the same thing what you're doing is you're looking at kinks that interest you through the lens of a power dynamic the power dynamic that you're looking through is personalized to the relationship that you're in Mm -hmm. other than that I don't really see a whole lot of difference. The way that you look at it and the way that you decide you want to approach it may be different, but the core principle is still the same. Right. When you're just saying that, um, going back like one, literally one second 
when you were talking about adding, um, looking at things like shibari or rope or impact, in, in my mind, I just had this scene idea where it was like rope play or like um, bondage, but specifically in the regards of rope where, or, or like suspension, like being suspended from like a tire swing. That would be very age play appropriate. And then like, or like getting like tied up to a tetherball uh, pole situation. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do with that within yeah. like a scene context. What about a, uh, what about a super fun um, chest and hip harness combo? Mm. Mm-hmm. See, we did one not too long ago, um, shortly there before Christmas. We had somebody diapered, and we did a hip a hip harness that was then laced, uh, well, not laced, tied to a chest harness, and then we had the chest harness in um, star form, so that mm-hmm. one actually goes underneath your breasts, over top, over each shoulder, behind your neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a good chest harness. It really is. And then you lace the two together behind your back, and then we hogtied with it. Mm. And the cool thing is then you can do a whole bunch of different stuff with that. You can kind of manipulate the scene and, and change the way things go. Um, and it's really good for teasing and such, because then you can't touch your diaper. Oh, hashtag the worst. Mm-hmm. A kind of similar lines. Mixing fear play with age play, so good. Mm. So, so, so good. The only thing I would say is when you're... If you decide to venture into what, what could be called harder kinks, in the realm of age play, particularly if your partner may or may not be in little space while doing it, be very careful about boundaries because little space is such a vulnerable space to begin with. Mm-hmm. Just be very careful um, and make sure you talk about this with your partner a lot before jumping into it. Um, it requires a lot of trust and a lot of understanding and a lot of consent. But yep. if you can do it, then I absolutely recommend it. Because mm-hmm. it is really hot. Yeah. Like, it's really hot. <laughs> so, uh, can you think of any other uh, kinks or... Oh, this is not H-Play specific, but one that is a really good combination is uh, pool toys and uh, shibari. Like, getting tied down to a toy is so good. You can see that. so good. Love it. Uh, So that was just the last little moment I had on that one. Did you have any other ideas? If I'm going to answer the question directly, um, I'd say... I wouldn't necessarily say that there are any that are harder to blend than others. I'd say that when you get into the quote harder kinks, 
they could be viewed as harder to blend just because you need to do so much more communication just because of the potential of being in little space. Right. Um, easier to blend, uh, you know, um, anything that kind of just feels like it almost flows naturally into age play. Things like uh, spanking in particular, um, things like, you know, some things like anal stuff with toys or chastity or um what's the other one i was gonna mention here um like cool toys you mentioned is good for that dollification is really good for mixing mm. with age play yes like, there's like a whole TF. bunch of them tf can be really good because i know a lot of littles and baby furs who are uh, interested in, in the idea of like TFing into like a like like you said a doll or like a stuffy mm-hmm. or anything like that and then pool toy TF is also very much a thing yeah and I mean like honestly I don't think anyone is easier or harder to blend at its core I think it's all just about chit chatting with your partner or chit chatting with yourself on how blending the two would work for you mm-hmm because it's definitely one thing to find a good combination, and it's another thing to just go, this, but diapers. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's something special about finding like that, that golden ratio, as it were. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shall we do the next one? Okay. Uh, this is from Rebecca, pronouns she, her. Hello, Jazzy and Miss Mimi. Last time I asked a question, I asked... I found myself in a caregiver position again. I asked this question as I haven't been a caregiver for someone in a very long time, and last time I had done it, I got strung along and emotionally and mentally manipulated. Not by this person, but it was a very abusive past friend that I did it for. However, this is a better situation, and I'm healthy mentally with this person and emotionally. question has bad wording, as I'm not good at wording because even though English is my first language, I'm not good at putting my thoughts into words. I just want to give an update from my end as it seemed misinterpreted. Thank you for taking it seriously, even though it seemed that there were red flags. I'm glad you spoke about both sides regardless. So, uh, this is the first time we've had like a part two to a question and everything. This is a really good update. So, with this new context... Let's uh, reevaluate uh, the original question of like, I I'm now um, re-entering the space as a caregiver as someone who has not been able to express that in a while, and maybe there's like hesitation because of negative memories attached to it. I would say, first, I'm really happy that this is a better situation for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad that you feel like you're in a safe place with this um, the best advice I can give uh, is you know, talk to your partners about what they need from you if you're going to be taking on that position with them um, but also be very honest with yourself about what you need from it make sure you you know analyze yourself in so far that like 
what are you getting from it? What are the things that help you and you need from it? And be realistic with your boundaries, right? Be realistic where your limits are and how long or how much you want to be in that position to maintain it being a good, positive experience for you. And be firm about this, you know? You can negotiate and have wiggle room, absolutely, but, like, be real with yourself and be kind to yourself. Those are, like, the most important things, and just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. It's the honestly the best way I can go about it. I think the, the best advice I can give here is to underline the very exact wording of power exchange dynamic because when you're in a caregiver role or regardless if you're in the little role you're exchanging energy with your partners and everyone in the situation is uh taking away something from that hopefully something positive and if and if you're walking away from a situation or a scene or or anything like that and the power exchange left you with negative energy you know that's something that's worth discussing and that's something that's worth communicating and figuring out uh with your partners but it sounds like you know you're in a space where you know you want to jump back into the waters and start exchanging some energy wink um with some littles and and i'm really happy that the situation uh was uh was better than we were uh talking about last week i'm sorry that we uh misinterpreted a little bit there but um i totally understand the part about wording because language is hard and i totally get that but thank you so much for writing in and giving us the update uh that is that's what i've got do you have anything that we should tack on there i think that i i think that's probably about all i got <laughs> yeah let's do the next one Dear Blue Internet Dog TM and Cheetah Maple Bomb TM, what song title best describes your kinks? This is from Fluffy Nate, uh, pronouns he, him. Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um. I honestly don't even know. I actually, you know what? I think that's hard. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I might be hmm. One of the ones I think that describes my experience within kink would be uh, "Untraveled Road" by Thousand Foot Fresh, because I'm always like super interested in learning new things and trying to. Um, kind of just jump into new things and take that untraveled road to, to learn what I can. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I would say um, one for mine in like very specific regard to my kink life would be uh, would be Fetish by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, which I love. Joan Jett. I mean, as a queer woman, it shouldn't surprise anyone that I'm in love with Joan Jett. But um, that song in specific is just very, very, very raunchy. 
and the album cover shows uh, Joan topless with a chained collar with her back to the camera. And I'm just like, okay, Joan, you have my attention. But the song itself is just very, I wouldn't say like raunchy. It's just her going down a laundry list of things that she wants to do to her sub, presumably the listener. And it's just like, okay, I can get behind this. And it's also got, like, this beat to it that's just... It, it's, like, slower, but it just drives, and it's, like, really fucking heavy. And it's, like, one, probably one of Joan's heavier songs that she's written. Like, there's a lot you could, like, do, like, the hardcore kid, the crowd killer in a mosh pit, too. Like, it's a, it's a really rad song. But, um, specifically, a song title is, um... I've been made fun of so much with this song, 99 Red Balloons, <laughs> specifically the cover by Goldfinger. I'm just like, that's really fucking rude. <laughs> that's really rude. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick two, ugh, God, I don't think I could pick one, but there are two songs that are very specific to um, my kinks. One of them, again, by Thousand Foot Crutch is called Watching Over Me. Sorry, I'm a caregiver. What can I say? I can't help it. Um, the other one is uh, Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. Ooh, okay. It just, Very good you know, choice. You find your kinks, you get hooked on it. I like it. I think, I think that the, like, one that I would expect a lot of people to potentially answer this question is hit me with your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've I mean, only, come on. <laughs> I've only known that from, like, a wedding context because one of my side hustles used to be DJing for weddings. So, of course, you know, they, they throw the flower and then whoever catches it gets married next. And, like, that's the whole the whole spiel. So, it's like, okay, time to toss the bouquet. Hit me with your best shot. It's just like, oh, God, here we fucking go again. So, that's the only context I've ever had for it. But now, like... Thinking of like someone with like a whip, and then the song being played in the background, just like crack, and then they miss, and it's just like trying to hit them with their best shot as if they're training. I had like a very specific mental image. I'm so sorry. Well, like think about like some of the lyrics too. Like especially if maybe you're talking even about like an impact bottom or like a super brat. Mm-hmm. Like think about the lyric before I put another notch in my lipstick case. You better make sure to put me in my place. Like, yeah, no. Seriously? That's super bratty. That just like, reads, brat. <laughs> I like yeah, that. It's a good song. It's a very good song. It's a good song. Let's do the next one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Jazzy. It was um, asked, so I'm answering this is it. From Kim Bimberly. <laughs> Kim Bimberly. Her words, not mine. I didn't see that when I wrote the notes. Pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzy, what's your favorite pants pooping technique? The one that you taught me. Next question. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Roasted. Next question. (laughs) It's 
next question is from Cryptid, pronouns they, them. Not sure if this has been asked before, but is there someone you wish you could interview slash have on the show as a guest who just isn't available, is too big a name that's possible to get in contact with from a nerd with too many inspirational people to list? Well, Cryptid. Uh, there are a couple people on my list that I want to reach out to that are, like, professionals within, um, somewhere within the field of health and sexuality, like, a couple different people, but there's, like, this internal anxiety where, um, I'll reach out to them and obviously they'll want to check out the show, so they check out the show and it's just, like... I have this fear that people will listen to the show and get the perception that it's just an hour and 30 minutes of us talking about shitting our pants when obviously that's not the case, but there's always like that, like little tinge of like self doubt that I worry about. And, um, I know it's silly because that's what kept me from starting the show for, for so long. And then look at where we are now. So it's just a matter of just, you know, doing it. Uh, so there's, like, uh, in specific, I really want to have, like, a doctor doctor on the show. Even though, like like we say in the intro, no one here is a doctor. I would really love to have, like, an actual, like, MD, like, guest on the show so we can pick their brain about stuff. Um, I'd love to talk to a, sex, to a sex worker. I'd love to talk to, like, a, a um, DIY isn't the right word. An entrepreneur just seems very, like, gross and capitalisty, but, like, like a one-person operation, like, a porn model or actor, actress, I feel like that'd be really cool. But at the top of my list, more than anything, I actually want to get my mom on the show. <laughs> I think I've talked about this before, where it's just, like, it's hard because it's just like I she loves both of my parents for that matter. My mom loves everything I create. And it's really hard to have to, you know, be making something that's really cool and is not only that, but generating an income and not be able to share that with her because she's always been like so hype about every little thing I create. So not being able to like show her and include her in it has been really, really difficult for me. And so I've been sending her, um, so I, I've shown her, like, the art. I've sent her, like, little, like, five, ten-minute clips that are, like, parent-appropriate, i.e. where I'm not talking about me being a little or anything like that. And she appreciates it, but it's just not the same. So I would love to have her on the show to give her the whole, like, legit experience and then I can ask uh, the Dear Jazzy community to send in, like, parent-appropriate questions where it's just like, what's your advice on a long-lasting marriage and relationship? Or, like, stuff like that. So, like, and then obviously I'll, like, filter them before I give them to my mom. But if I'm able to get Mama Starshine on the show, would you guys want to... Sorry, that was not uh, inclusive. Would y'alls... Enjoy hearing Mama Starshine on the show. Uh, let me know in the server because I know that I would really want to. We can make a poll. We can make it. Does, does Discord have polls? 
We can make a poll. I'll show you how to do it. On Discord? Fuck yeah. Okay. This is why you're my moderator. <laughs> oh, you know. I do you my like, best. Learn something new every day. So yeah. Uh, is there anyone you want to have on the show? Um, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I talk a lot about my mom, mm -hmm. about how I learned so much from her. It'd be really cool to like, I don't want to like steal your thunder either, but like, it'd be really cool to kind of hear her take on just caregiving in general. Mm -hmm. um, just like maybe frame it in like the, the you know, just the problem with that is then we'd be like talking just about specifically taking care of kids so like uh i don't know how i yeah but no, that would get it's, a little it's sus a, it's a it's a great dangerous line to walk but um it sucks because if she was more kink affirming and stuff she might be able to like uh talk with us about that but um mm -hmm. you know i don't know um this is a really, really good question. I know all the people I'd love to interview just so I could roast them. <laughs> terrible. We were talking about that before the mic started rolling. I, you know, um, there's a whole laundry list of people I wish I could have here to interview just so I could rip them apart, but... I, I want to roast this company and this company and this company... It's, you know, it's hard to say who, um, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't. Like, I, I would say, I, I got nothing. I'm sorry. I, I honestly just don't know who the big name people that I would want to have on here. Like, maybe like uh, an artist or something. I mean, but even then, that's not like super far outside of our reach because between the two of us, we know like a lot of like a lot would of be people cool. in the community. It would be cool to do like an episode that was like a panel of artists doing Ooh. different kinds of art through like within the ABDL community. Okay. Or even within the kink community. Like, I could talk about music, or the two of us could talk about music mm -hmm. within the MPDL community. We could have somebody talking about, you know, uh, visual art. We can have, there's just many different avenues of creativity that we could talk about. So, like, having an open panel, like, That'd be a really cool thing to do live too, like just to have a panel of of creators, mm -hmm. and just have like an open cast live interview session, kind of like you. Oh, I'm sorry. Kind of like, like you see at conventions, kind of like you see it at uh, different events and that. But that I think that'd be kind of mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, no, I agree. And in my mind, when you're talking about like the different avenues of art, all I could think was was just like art and <laughs> dance and sculpture within an ABDL lens. <laughs> and I was like, what does this look like? But um, yeah, if you want to do a, you know, uh, if you want to do an ABDL sculpture, I'm I'm all for it. 
<laughs> I mean, more absolutely more power to them. But um, a panel could be really cool specifically because that's kind of how we did our um, our Capcom episode. And that went really, 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 really well and very happy with how that turned out, actually. So, uh, COVID-dependent, if there is Cap next year, uh, obviously the panel will be you, me, the usual Beck crew, and then a room full of people. Assuming but having a panel... Yeah, assuming that you're there, which... <laughs> that is dependent on the borders reopening. So, yeah, everyone borders. wear a mask. I, I interrupted you, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay, go ahead. No, I was just saying, everyone needs to wear masks so Mimi can come to America, finally. I mean... I mean, y'all, there's, I, I'm not, no, I'm not going into that. No, I'm not touching no. that. There's a lot of other things that need to happen in the States before I'm coming back. I agree. <laughs> I cannot blame you on that one. As a, as a reluctant citizen, I totally agree with you. Let's do the last one. That's a really good question. <clears throat> Dear Jazzy and Maple Mom, I love how this title has stuck. Yeah. Great. As I a Switch... How... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I was just going to say, I love how I've been given Mud Puppy and you've been given Maple Mom. It's just so wholesome. I basically bleed maple syrup. I mean... <laughs> ma ma maple syrup and kindness. Like, well, I mean, I was literally told I'm too nice to be in the States. I mean, <laughs> they, they may have a point, because the states I, are a mean goddamn place. I was, like, I, I, I went to, to, to hang out with Sophie and the crew, and we went to get groceries to make that, you know, fantastic alfredo that yeah. i keep talking about and you know like we're we're going through the parking lot and i don't remember the exact context of it but like i was leaving somebody the right of way to get out and like <laughs> not jumping in front of cars to just try and get through the parking lot like you know doing the nice thing and letting somebody out like i'm not in any rush i don't need to like so somebody takes a few seconds to get out of their parking spot. What do I care? Right. And like, so you're too nice to be here. <laughs> it's true. If you're driving, especially up in Michigan, where the crew <laughs> lives, you have to be aggressive because Michigan drivers are fucking insane. I have noticed that, but also like, it just... <laughs> The conversation that goes with it that, that happened after was just silly. And, like, it just stems with, you're too nice to be in the States. What the hell? <laughs> Technically not wrong. Listen. Technically not wrong. Listen. If it's just me being too nice because I don't want to potentially jump in front of a car and get hit, you know what? Me having, like, value and safety for my own well-being being too nice. <laughs> I'm sorry I prevented you from jumping in front of a car. 
I, I, I exaggerate. She wasn't like jumping in front of a car, but like the, that's the point. <laughs> like what kind of rush are we at? You know what though? You know what? Hot take. Mm. Hot take. Hot she take, wasn't wearing. Take. She wasn't wearing a coat. <gasps> what? Month Maybe was she it? was in her February. <laughs> what? <laughs> she, I. You know what? I'm in not Michigan, even going to go into it. In the winter. I mean, it wasn't that cold. I'll be real with you. It wasn't that cold, but it was February. Maybe. It was February in Michigan. It, was, it wasn't that cold. But, okay. but I mean, I'm from Canada. I'm allowed to say it wasn't that cold. We had That's minus valid. 45 degrees last year. Like, <laughs> like Celsius was, or freedom units. Celsius. It was so cold. The trains in Toronto couldn't start. Christ. <laughs> um, Take me there, please. It, it was bad. Like we had a frostbite warning every day for like two, two weeks almost. Um. But like, no, nah, I wasn't that cold. But hot take. She wasn't wearing a coat. Maybe she wanted to go inside because I was right and she needed a coat and she was cold. Maybe. Maybe. She'll never admit it. She'll tell me I'm wrong. She'll tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But hot take. You heard it here for call out post. We're going to, <laughs> we're going to start an inter-podcast war. Oh, God. <laughs> this was the oh, first God. shot. Oh, God. I hope this is what you get for... <laughs> what? I was gonna say, I hope it doesn't come to that. This is what you get from making me your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so Sophie's a good bean, and she's super sweet, and I, you know, I think she's great, and um, it was an awesome visit. So she's great at uh, snuggling. Yeah, yeah, she's like really good at snuggling. I can't wait to see her. I, I takes two. Ah, what is the last question? <laughs> dear, yeah, we got we we did the first dear Jazzy and Maple Mom, and then we go on a tangent. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, as a switch in the community, I often feel like there's a stigma towards that at a time. Mainly as someone with a Twitter account that started off posting relatable little tweets. I worry about backlash if I began posting stuff about being a caregiver as well. Just as it's not what's expected of me and social media is a weird beast. What do y'all think? <clears throat> Pardon me. About how switches are seen in the community and what are some of the biggest misconceptions there are had about switches? This is from Jamie, sent from my Nintendo Switch. Pronouns, she, her. So my take is a hot one. Let switches have things, for fuck's sake. Switches are valid as fuck. And it is so frustrating. I've been seeing this a lot lately, where Little's going like, ugh. And, and like, specifically to, like, female members of the community, where they're like, uh, girls are, can only be mommies. Like, ew. And, like, you can't be both. You can only be one. And it's so... Fr and then, of course, I've also seen it on a different end where it's just, like, boys aren't allowed to be littles. They can only be daddies. And that's, like, a very... That's a take I've seen on Tumblr a lot. And it's just so toxic. Like, let people be things. Regardless of their... Whatever position that they are in, 
in whatever gender they identify as. Let people have things, for fuck's sake. It, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Are the people who uh, discredit caregivers who enjoy diapers and discredit littles who have littles of their own? Or switches who do it all. Like, these switches should get a fucking medal for having the capacity to do all the shit that they do. Sorry, I'm getting very animated at my desk. This is an audio show, so you can't see me, but I'm gesturing wildly right now. She but, says gesture, but she's flailing, really. Yes, precisely. So it is um, very frustrating when I see really ignorant takes and posts and stigmas about switches because it's really difficult. <laughs> it, it really, really is. And it's just, I don't know, I feel very strongly about that. I think the biggest stigma being, like, you have to choose one. And that, you know, that feeds into the whole fallacy of the binary that that a lot of us have been, you know, socialized into growing up. is like, you can only be this or that. You can only be boy or girl. You can't be in between is what they try to tell us about the binary. Well, it applies here, and these people are perpetuating it by saying, like, oh, you can only be big or little. You can't be both. You can't be in between. It's just, like, that's so, so stupid. And I've seen that take also in regards to middles, because middles also get a lot of shit and are invalidated a lot. And that's also very frustrating to me. But, um... That's that's my that's my take. I don't think it's particularly hot. I think the people who think that take is hot need to reevaluate their uh, their values in regards to the community. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the talking stick. I think there's a lot of um, polarization when it comes to switches. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a lot of, and especially when it comes to like switches in the age play community. Um, I, let me rephrase. I see it more in the age play community than I do in other communities, but I still see it in other communities, mm-hmm. particularly when you are a switch say that is either primarily sub or little leaning or you've been a switch at all meaning you've been a sub or little that you just kind of get thrown in the box of well you've been little you're obviously just a little right you know um i don't like that i don't like that um I don't like the rules that people put on things. Yeah. You know, like, I don't... I don't like the rules that are put on things that to be a a real switch, you need to... These... You need to check all these boxes. Or if you're a switch, you know, you can't do X, Y, Z. Or if you're a switch, you're not, like a real caregiver you're not a real little because you flip back and forth 
like I don't I don't like all of this policing of what people can and can't be or are or are not. It just it creates more harm than good. It's really toxic. Like, like why do we why do we, you know, need to police that, right? Mm -hmm. Switches are valid. Switches that lean in one direction or the other primarily and switch very infrequently are valid. Switches that are, say, always a sub and then maybe they're a service top. That kind of switching is valid. I heard one person um, talk to me about switching and tell me that when they switch, it feels like they're putting on a new wig. Mm -hmm. And they put on a new wig depending on what they're switching to. And like that's that analogy. You know, you're you're doing a different thing for you, and it's they're very different energies, but that doesn't invalidate or make any you know space that you're in less valid. Yeah. I you know, you gotta do what's good for you and you know, um the only thing I can say is that if you're switching and you're feeling exhausted by it. While that's not necessarily a red flag right off the bat, I think it's a mental note that you need to evaluate why you're exhausted. Right. Could just be that it was an exhausting scene and you're just tired. It could be that you're not getting energy back for what you give. And that's something worth evaluating. But, like, that also does not make you invalid. Right. So, like, you know what? Just be you. And as far as I can say about you posting caregiver stuff on your Twitter... Do it. Do, do what makes you happy. And if you post caregiver stuff on your Twitter, you know, and people give you backlash, fuck them. Fuck them. You don't need that shit. Create what you want to create, and if the content is good, the people will come. Like, okay, Field of Dreams. <laughs> It's just as a as a creator, as a content creator, that is literally like the best advice I can give. It's just like if what you make is good shit, people will come and enjoy. What is this? Exactly. Oh, oh no, uh, Daddy just came upstairs, and uh, so I have a story. He just gave me a piece of a Warhammer model that uh, is working downstairs at our coffee table, and my little toolbox flipped over and. Shit went everywhere, <laughs> including a bunch of pieces parts. So he just walked up the stairs with this tiny little plastic spear. I was just like, what is this? And I was like, oh, this is from my model. <laughs> this is why we can't let you be alone with such small toys. It's true. You know, there's a warning on the box. It's, uh, it's not even ages three and up for small parts. It's ages 13 and up. So I am I'm way off that mark. Fight the system, Jazzy. Fight the power. Daddy's giving me a look right now. <laughs> <laughs> he just put his other AirPod back in. He's walking down the stairs. I love you. Oh, he, he gave me a little hand heart. Wholesome. I am so excited to move into this house. I'm very excited. So, back on topic. Uh, let's switches have things. For fuck's sake, let's switches have things. And... 
I honestly think that the people who are invalidating switches are likely projecting, like, a lot. And have their own insecurities that they need to work through. And they think that the best way to do it is by making other people feel crappy. And try to be aware of, like... It's... When we deal with that kind of stuff, whether it be, you know, gender things, pink things, whatever the situation may be, try to be mindful of internalized perception. Mm-hmm. So, like, just keep reminding yourself that, you know, you're valid and you matter. And don't let any internalized stigma or bullshit that people keep barraging each other with affect how you want to be you right not that's way easier said than done i will i will you know admit that but like it's it's worth being aware of 100 percent agree that's all i got that's a that's a good one all our questions too that is all our questions and that's all the show that's a good one yeah no i agree uh thank you so much for listening everyone uh miss mimi did you have any closing thoughts no (laughs) no (laughs) all right where can people find you you can find me at twitter.com backslash Bellanacht, B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. Or you can find me at soundcloud.com slash Miss Mimi's Lullabies. I love the little thing you do, like B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. Ah, it's just like so it's cool. Like, it's, my, it's my Tigger energy, you know, T-I-double-G-E-R. It's almost like, do you remember the show Zoom from PBS? That's oh my the vibe it gives me. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I've been Jasmine Starshine. You can find uh, me. I have not been plugging my socials a lot lately. I need to fix that. Uh, so get you can find me on Twitter. I'm sorry? So get good, Jazzy. Get on my level. I need to get on that social media game. So you can find me on Instagram at, at LilPrincessJazzy with underscores between the words. And then on Twitter at at Lil Jazzy Baby, L I L J A Z C I B A B Y. And then uh, you can also find everything about the show on our website, which, by the way. <gasps> Sorry, it's a small spit. <laughs> Dear Jazzy, is an at oddswithgod.com production. Visit us online at, at oddswithgod.com. Please check out our Patreon to support the ongoing production of the show. It really helps us out. And you get porn of yours truly. I have been your host, Jasmine Starshine. Mimi? And I miss Mimi. Your co <laughs> Where did you go? What? <laughs> I said I've that. I've been here the whole time. No, I said that, and then you just... <laughs> you slipped into the ether. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Lon.
goodness. Okay. We're not recording at 10 p.m. You don't get to yawn in the middle of this. I don't get to yawn. I'll explain not, why. I'll explain it's why. It's not I'm tired yawning. time yet. It's always tired time. 